everyone. Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and talk about new trends emerging across the construction industry. And every so often we got to, we get to talk to the people who are doing it for themselves, the self-builders, and tonight is one of those nights. So I'm delighted um, to be able to introduce you to Laura Conway and Thomas Brennan, self-builders from County Kilkenny. Laura and Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm always excited when we have self-builders on the show. Thanks thank so much. much. Um, so look, again, generally when, we're, when uh, we're speaking to industry experts, we're speaking to main contractors, we're speaking to developers, people who are developing three, four hundred units, sometimes apartments, and um, and we talk about the challenges. And the interesting thing is that when we speak to self-builders, there's a lot of the same challenges, which I think people don't expect. Yeah. So, look, you might just tell me a little bit about your story, how you came to be building your own home. Um, and maybe, you know, when was that decision made? Yeah, well, we started, it was a long process. We kind of talked about it before COVID hit. And then we kind of left it on, I won't say the long finger, but... We were humming and hawing because Laura's from a different town like called Conaghy. So she was kind of hoping to eventually end up there. But with finances and various other things, and where I had the land here, it was just a more feasible option. Yeah, more practical. To build here. So right, I was trying so to get to convince her over a number of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there's always there's always compromise involved in a, a home, whether you build it or buy it. There's always compromise. But um, yeah. so, Thomas, you were actually you were building on family. Your, was it your family home? Yeah, yeah. My my parents owned the site, so they generously signed it over to to me there last year, and then we finally decided to go ahead and build during the whole COVID process, which was was tricky now at times. Yeah. To be fair, it wasn't as smooth as the an easy road as you would imagine, you know what I mean? If it hadn't been covered, it probably would have been a little more smoothly. But well, it was just during COVID, we had to jump through a few hurdles. Yeah, well, look, it's pl planning planning always brings its own challenges. I've never heard yeah. of a straightforward situation of planning, whether it's, again, yeah. for 100 plus homes or for one. Um, there just doesn't seem to be a straightforward planning application. But tell me about your planning journey. Um, how, like, how did you approach it? Did you design the home yourself? Uh, what kind of skills did you bring in? Yeah, well, we kind of went down the whole road of my father years ago. He would have been into technical drawing and stuff like that, and he would have had a, quite a bit of knowledge. So we actually got him to draw out the house for us instead of going down the road of architects and stuff, which we couldn't afford at the time. So it was kind of a few months of a process where we were drawing up ideas, having a look making a few tweaks, making sure we were happy with everything that he did and everything was in a place where we wanted in the house. Yeah, I think we had so much time because we had been thinking about, we always mm. knew we were going to build. So, and we live in such a small space now that we sort of knew what we wanted and where we wanted and we don't really need anything like overly fancy. Do you know what I mean? We were happy with just like a large sitting room, playroom for the kids, yeah. three bedroom, you know, big utility room. So, once we were able to get that, you know, drawn out properly, that was yeah. going to work for us. We and yeah, we were fairly happy. How many children do you have? Two kids. Yeah, Very good. seven and, and three. Okay, so lots of toys, lots of stuff, lots of everything yeah. else that seven and three year olds need. Tell me when you were when you were designing the house, 
were you both on the same page? Did you both want the same thing? Yeah, I think yeah, so. we yeah. kind of all because I was always under the impression that a big bungalow. Well, it's not that big; like it's two thousand square feet. Like, but it was a bungalow was always my idea. I never was never into two story or anything like that. I would have just like a nice simple bungalow, and Laura was kind of into the whole like old cottage type feeling yeah. with a little bit of stone, a little bit of character, not too mainstream of sleek designs and all this stuff that we wanted to kind of put our own stamp on it and have a little bit of country, a country yeah, sort old, of feeling. Yeah. We're, yeah. Cause like we were, we grew up in the country and it yeah. was, we're very outdoorsy. The kids are outdoorsy. We live by a river. So, you know, we wanted to sort of all tie it in and where we are, there's an amazing view of the sunset. So we have like a really big corner mm. window looking down onto the river so like we knew when we were standing on the site we were there for yeah, like sure we weeks and weeks you know looking and we we're like no this we were sort of standing everywhere going no this will be the best view so once we had that in place we, we sort of every, yeah everything else sort of yeah well, worked around that yeah. i suppose to get that view do you know i really want our listeners to be able to experience that so actually i would recommend to anybody go on to instagram and you'll find laura and thomas's uh journey you'll be able to see some of that at uh, the cabin revamp so it's the underscore cabin underscore revamp and um you'll be able to see some beautiful shots work in progress some really nice images there so it's great it's great that you're documenting this story i love I, I I I love following self builders. That's a, they're documenting um, the journey that it's taken, the decisions that were made in terms of design. You know, you talk about standing on the site that you you knew where you were going to be waking up and having your breakfast in the mornings, and that's something yeah. that only self builders yeah. get to do. Um, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, the view we have is kind of you have to see it to kind of understand. Understand, it, yeah. You know what I mean. You have to have the right summer's evening and then the sun is setting in the right position and the sky is from orange to red just it's amazing yeah it is. you have to see it i think laura has a few pictures up and if not we'll we'll throw yeah we'll pictures. throw a few we up have, yeah i like have it. plenty of them yeah <laughs> definitely definitely put up a few more what's there is great but definitely put up a few more because again there are so many people interested in this and i think it's something that a large number of people want to do, but it's beyond them because the reality is if you're not from a rural area or if you don't have yeah. access to a site, it can be really difficult. But even if you are yeah. from that area, planning can be a challenge. So will you tell us a little bit about your planning journey? And I'm conscious that th this did happen during COVID. So you had an extra layer of perspective. Yeah. yeah, so we'd, we'd applied for the planning and it was the drawings everything like that was perfect so yeah, that we, was we had a guy sort of look at them just to make sure everything was like above board and that they'd be accepted from the council because they were hand drawn and not like done on on digital prints like so that was all perfect it, it all went through and like that just with covid the um, the council what's the officer what do they call it's the officer called that does it's, it's like the planning officer planning sorry officer, went yeah. blank there the planning officer um usually it comes out onto the site you know and sort of views it but like that it was true because true covid so she wouldn't come out and it was all true like google maps and then she was saying to us that we were backland and in a rural area you can't build at the back of somebody's yeah. house but we're not backland we're actually to the side of thomas's parents house because thomas's parents house is sort of turned at an angle so that was the first sort of hurdle to get through trying to explain to her that 
like yeah where where the land was and then she was saying we didn't have our own entrance but we actually have our own private lane it's just slightly down the road and will bring us into the side of our site um and she was saying she couldn't see the lane on the on google maps so again we were trying to explain to her we were like literally sending her it's however yards up the road it's there it's beside the second boat or two stories there's a two-story just next door to us as well and um like that just wasn't listening we couldn't heed no, or drive from her yeah so we ended up contacting actually a local councillor that works in the council and he was amazing to yeah. us because like, if we we had moved into a port cabin nearly seven and a half years ago to mm. try and build try and save, yeah to uh, save because we couldn't rent and save and then mm, we had yeah. got pre- like I got pregnant in the meantime, you know. So we had um, if we couldn't get planning here, we really had no option. Mm-hmm. Like we probably would have, we probably would have had to go on the council yeah. list because we would have never been able to. No, I would never be able to afford, afford a house in Kilkenny. Yeah, or moving into the likes of like Kilkenny, it just town wouldn't appeal to me, or city wouldn't appeal to me at all. No. So I think that we got him out. He spoke to the ladies in the council and he got a guy from the council to come out and he looked at the site we talked him through it we told him exactly where we wanted to build what we were building we weren't like we weren't blocking the neighbors and i think two weeks later we had it mm-hmm. because somebody actually came out to the site and viewed it yeah. and knew we're still a long process yeah though. we're still a 14 months yeah waiting lists you know what i mean thinking you're going to have it in your I think it's an eight week to say on the, the website. Mm-hmm. And we thought lovely we'll have it within two months. But two months turned into three to four mm-hmm. to a year, which was very, very, very frustrating yeah. because the price of materials were going up and up and up. You know what well, I mean? And yeah. that's that's a huge factor actually. And but I'm really curious about um the port cabin that you moved into because yeah. that is such a, that is such a sensible solution, but it's a solution that the mm. local authorities don't want you doing. So no, no, I, and we had to get plan of permission for that as well. Yeah. So when we when we we actually got it, there was um, a hurling club in Kilkenny actually that were getting rid of it, and Thomas yeah. was working up it, around that area, and um, he came home one day and he was like, "I think we found somewhere somewhere to live," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Right, I'll have a look at it." And because originally we had looked at mobile homes, we were thinking, right, we'll just move a mobile home. So I went to look at it and I was like, I am not living in yeah, that. It, it, it didn't go down too <laughs> no, well. No, but to be fair, it was run down. It was like all. Yeah, it was It was about 40 or 50 years old. It was, uh, it was an old port camp that used to be used in the brewery in Kenny. Yeah. So it's been around for a few years. Yes. And Laura kind of couldn't see. The uh, end goal. Yeah, you couldn't have an imagination <laughs> to what it could be like. So, yeah, but so that, actually, yeah. So Thomas and his his dad did it all up, and now it's it's bigger than some apartments that I've been in in Kilkenny. Yeah. Do you know? And their people are paying like a thousand euros a month, and we're living in this now rent free for seven years. We put about ten grand into it, I think, yeah. didn't we? And it has like a small kitchenette, sitting room, bathroom, walk-in wardrobe, hot press, and two bedrooms. So we're not doing too bad, you know. So like it it is perfect, yeah. you know. And well, like we could save then. Yeah, actually, that's a solution that so many people would love to be able to use, whether it's for five years, 10 years, whatever it is. Mm. Um, can you very quickly tell us about the planning for that I mean, and the connections? Is the port yeah, cabin was... on the site that you're building? 
yeah, yeah it's the fourth time is on the site because when we were planning or when we were getting planning for this, it was kind of down the road that we quite possibly could be getting planning for the house for the actual yeah. house. But the process for this was, to be honest, simple enough. Yeah. It didn't take too long. It was, I'd say, we had it in a matter of months. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe it was due to the different people that were in the planning office. Yeah, there was a different planning officer. And then, obviously, it wasn't through COVID. And I think no. plan housing development was a bit different. I think in the last five, six years, yeah. they don't really want you owning your own home in the country. Building your home a home in the country is it's mm. so hard now whereas they're they're building all the estates in Kilkenny and they just want everyone yeah, to buy you kind of get the impression they want to force you into town yeah when you're a country bird you want to live out here and you want to stay out here you know yeah and it, it was fairly straightforward it was yeah. like a temporary it, it's like a temporary yeah it's not it's not um it's not a fixed structure so yeah it's only like a, a five or six thing. year thing now yeah. we're here seven but like that we've went for the other planned permission yeah, so. in the meantime so they knew but when we do finally move into our house then this will have to go yeah that because was part of the plan yeah we can't have two like living structures on the same property because like that then i suppose we could rent this out if we wanted or whatever now we yeah. wouldn't but you know i suppose the plan um, officers don't want that either do you know yeah so when, know. We, when we do move in we'll have to get rid of this do you know i i and that makes sense um in terms of connection to utilities though when you move the, the port cabin on site because i presume you were moving on to a greenfield site so how did you manage yeah. the utilities yeah. well we connected in from my parents house we connected the water and on my property is kind of the main sewage line for this area morning, no area so we just branched in to the sewage from there and we had to actually get our own electricity supply mm. into the property. Yeah. So, we so got our once own. we kind of move into the house, it's just a matter of fact of moving the meter moving box. The meter box 20, 30 yards. Yeah. And do you think the port cabin that has served you well over the last seven and a half years, do you think that will possibly oh, yeah. be able to be used yeah. by someone else who might be in a similar position? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, well, it would be absolutely like we had like Thomas's cousin and friends of ours yeah. have been paying nearly 10, 11 grand a year in rent in the city, if not more. Like we've lived here seven years rent free. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if there, if that would have been 70,000 that we would have been paying on rent plus trying to save for our own house. Now, I know like that we've got married, we've done the house, two kids in the meantime. So I suppose like we're very lucky. And then COVID had hit. Um, yeah, it is a bit, it is kind of getting a bit small now. Yeah. Was when we first moved in, it was only the two of us. But then when you start adding kids to it and ties, ties and clothes <laughs> and yeah, various but, sort of stuff, it is a bit small. But when you, when you hear stories and read articles about families who are, choosing between IVF or getting a mortgage or having to put their family yeah. on hold because they know they can't get a mortgage while they're paying yeah. these exorbitant rents. Um, and these are people who are not able to get on with their life. They're not able to yeah. live in their own communities. They're not able to start a family and they're, you know, aging every year as well. And yeah. yet it's like a race they just can't keep up with because... Uh, house prices have increased so much and Thomas you touched on it mm. there even in terms of uh, construction materials and inflation even from the time you guys yeah. started have increased so much you know so from that point of view oh yeah I, I would imagine there'd be people listening here thinking you guys are 
really lucky that you know you really um yeah. you know that oh, you like, we are really life. really lucky to have yeah. this yeah. yeah oh yeah we but, but to be honest i'd recommend it to anybody yeah. you know what i mean instead of staying in rented accommodation and paying your six seven eight nine hundred euro a month if you're lucky to take out its small loan if you have money 10 yeah. grand to buy a mobile home planted where you want to live mm. and you yeah. just save 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 because you know i couldn't we we couldn't imagine what it would have been like to rent and save mm. to get the deposits we would still be renting. You That's know, where we, we'd be. We physically wouldn't have been able to do it, to be honest. Yeah, we'd still be renting for yeah. for sure because two kids. Thomas was has been sick, had a few health issues, you know, COVID, out of work, an awful lot of stuff. So, mm. like, we'd still be renting. And to, to to be honest, we've always spoke about like we're together like thirteen years. We moved in and rented in, in a house in Kilkenny for a year just to see what yeah just like. to see like okay you know when you're moving forward in a relationship okay can we live together are we are mm-hmm. we you know is this a compatible thing you know when we're much younger I suppose yeah. but um and then we were like yeah right okay we're good we know we're going to be together so we weren't going to stay in rent accommodation and pay somebody else's mortgage yeah. when we're trying to get our own mortgage. And when we were renting, it was only 600. Yeah, it was only 600, yeah. And at the time, we thought that was dear. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine what people are paying now and how they must how they're coping even. month to month to even try and get the money together. Yeah. You know, it's it's really tough. And I agree with you 100%. I absolutely believe this is a really sensible solution. However, I know that anybody listening into this show today, if they try to do something similar, there's a very good chance that the local authority won't allow them because yeah, yeah. Um, won't by putting a port cabin or even a temporary structure, it's almost an indication that you will likely be able to build there in the future. And mm-hmm. the reality yeah. is, the Irish government doesn't want us building on our own land. No. And, um, you know, it, and it's something that we, you know, we're very vocal against because I, I grew up on a farm. I live, yeah. I, I live in the country and I actually am currently um, on my second round of planning and have, have nice. um, appeals sitting there. So I know firsthand that the government policy is not to allow one-off mm. building so even those that are successful are only successful after a number of rounds of planning which is crazy yeah. because you're you're spending all of that money wasting yeah you're eating it's your deposits then yeah. and your mortgage savings and it's really hard like you know and then yeah. every week materials are going up like when we first priced because thomas and his dad have actually built most of the house themselves mm. as well so we have been in a really like lucky situation i know yeah. not everybody would be in the situation that we are like his like they they built, yeah. all, built timber all timber frame. frame so we built every from the ground up you know what i mean we built everything the yeah. only problem was as i said with materials yeah when we first decided to do it and we kept getting delayed with the planning and knock back the price of materials almost doubled mm. from when i first kind of priced them uh well, the timber was like 16 or something, yeah, was it? Yeah, to say we kind of priced was timber for the structure. The roof. There was insulation, there was roofing, there was slates. You know what I mean? The list goes on and I would think it was about 15,500. And then when we actually got the planning and I repriced it, it was for the timber alone, for the outside structure, the roof and the slates was, I think it was 22,500. Mm. That's some yeah. jump up. 
Yeah, like yeah. A, we we had actually priced, uh, we had sourced timber somewhere in a particular um, place and it was on a Tuesday. Mm. And when we went to buy it on the Thursday, it had gone up like five grand or something. Something like that. In two days, it was after going up like five thousand or something. Oh, so then we were running, then trying to get an extra five thousand before it goes up again. Do you know that sort of way? And then we insulation and the slabs were like skyrocketing down here. So Thomas actually went to Monaghan, drove to Monaghan another day to and sourced um other ones that were much cheaper. We saved like maybe five or six hundred euro by. Oh, 800 euro, yeah, by just traveling up to Monaghan and putting 60 euro in the van. You know, that's sort of way. So I think things like that that you have to be yeah. clever about. But it sounds it sounds like you two were really on top of things as well. Uh, did you have to get, a, do, do you mind me asking, did you have to get a mortgage to build or how you find No, so we didn't get a mortgage because we had we'd applied for a mortgage and we were going into a broker. And every time we went in, it was oh. get to a level of like your pay. So I was going up my hours. Thomas was going up his hours. We'd go back in. We're like, right, we've done now what we said. Where do you think we'll stand? And then the cost of living was after rising. So he's like, no, you're going to have to go again. You're going to have to go again. You're going to have to go again. So at that, three or four times. Yeah. So at that point, like with two small kids, we were working so much. We were actually paying more money on childcare. So it was actually defeating the purpose of working. So even though we were working more, it was actually costing us to work. Mm. So because I was paying it all on childcare. So, and then petrol and parking and, you know, the usual stuff. So at that point we were just so deflated. We actually went down, like um, we had like obviously our savings and different things like that. And then like the credit union. So we got like a a loan in the credit union. So that's, that's where we have been done on now. And um, we, we, yeah, we've got to where we are on that. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously, saving loads with yeah. his dad and it's just my time and yeah. my father's time you know what I mean that we obviously don't have to pay for which if yeah. you got a builder in you know what I mean you're spending that extra probably 60 70 thousand mm. that obviously you're not going to charge yourself yeah which I I'm looking in that aspect but obviously you guys so have skills you you know you're obviously able to you obviously have skills or you have people with skills around you who are able to yeah. You know that, yeah, that Thomas is a car Thomas and his dad are carpenters. So yeah, yeah they they've been doing roofing and stuff like that all the time and doing it like what like extensions and stuff for yeah. for people. So yeah, so we're very lucky. Yeah. I, do you know actually it's um I it's actually quite emotional to hear you talk about your journey because it, it just overlaps with so many of the horror stories that we hear from not just self-builders, but people who are trying to start a life and and build a home and own a home in this country because the more you work when you've got children your childcare yeah. costs go up so it's not mm. that your income goes up it's it's um you know it feels like we're running a race that we just can't win yeah oh, um, you're kind of you're trying to catch up with yourself all the time you're never actually going to catch yourself mm. you know that's and, what it feels like most of the time so under housing for all, you know, there's there's all the time new schemes being announced. So how do you feel then in terms of the government? Uh, like, do you feel the government has supported you in your journey towards home ownership? No, not really, no, not at all. No, because they don't give you a chance. Like you just don't get a chance. Mm. There's people like I see some of my friends and they're paying like eleven hundred euros in rent and they can't get a mortgage. 
But if they got a mortgage, their mortgage might be like eight or nine hundred as well. Do you know that sort of way? And it's like they can pay this much and save. And then they're probably left with nothing. But on paper, they're trying to show, you know what I mean, where the money is going or where it is. And this the, the government still won't give them a mortgage, but yet they'll still let them rent and pay somebody else's mortgage. You know, that is such a system of or that's such a symptom of what's broken in the marketplace. And, Mm -hmm. you know, every time we put that exact point to um, not just kind of somebody from one of the state agencies, but even from uh, banks, banks will always say, no, no, we count if people are able to pay their rent for five years, three years, whatever it is, we count that as ability to pay. But we know when it comes to the application, that's just not the reality. We know that. No, no, we were even told, we were even told not to tell, um, not to like put our childcare costs into it. As in like, take, don't ever pay our childcare into into the bank. Always take it out because if they see that, then they'll be like, oh, that's another bill. Do you know that's our way? And like that, I've heard that from a lot of different people. This was from the mortgage brokers. Like, don't, don't tell them that you're doing that. And at, at that point, you're just a bit like, do you know what I mean? This is what you know. You have to nearly lie. It's all about what looks yeah. good, other than what's practical. Yeah, I know another. I do know another people that went in and she was pregnant on her third baby, and I couldn't say that she was pregnant on her third baby because if they were pregnant, they wouldn't have got the mortgage. They were barely getting it for two. And they would have no way got it for three. Do you know that um, sort of way, which is awful as well, that you have to pick like a, a child over your home. Um, Laura, you know? that I, I can tell you that absolutely happens because I, I am aware of people who have moved ahead with a mortgage quicker so that they could mm. have an appointment before um a, any sign of the pregnancy started to show. And yeah, by the way, yeah. uh, I know of an of a mortgage broker who has advised people. To to, mm. to not declare a pregnancy as well because yeah. it once it once it is declared that that's that's a problem. Tell me what you know. You've had such a long journey. You know, moving into support cabin seven and a half years ago, you've had a really long journey through this. Even though I know you're you're kind of only count the planning as being in the last year or two. Yeah. Um, what what would have helped you guys be able to? build your own home again because it's because it's on Thomas's family land you know what would have helped you what state initiatives would have actually helped or made a difference in in helping you to build your own home well I feel like if you're if you're reading between the lines and if you're playing for your planning and it's an eight-week process it shouldn't be going on for a year it shouldn't be going on for three months four months it should be within the the eight weeks because that's what cripple does if i had got the planning when i applied for it and then eight weeks later if we had been granted that the amount of money and hassle and stress that we would have saved would have been unbelievable and we probably would have got a mortgage at that point yeah because it was just pre-covid do you know what i mean so then after covid like that in the middle of it we we could button because there's no money hmm. do you know that's obvious and we probably would have now and sometimes i think i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because if we had a god and yeah. we were at work so sometimes i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing yeah we weigh it up every day yeah. it's like you know what i mean you hear people every day with their mortgages and it's going up the interest is going up and up and up x amount of percent and another percent you know what i mean when you're thinking of when we first went in like we weren't looking 
looking for massive money. Yeah. We were only looking for 150,000. And I think the broker said it was something like 750, I think was our repayments on it, if we had got it. Mm. But I can only imagine what that 750 would be now. Yeah. Which yeah. realistically, we would not have been able to afford it. Yeah. Yeah. That's um to be honest, that's probably a really good way to look at this moving forward. Um, but tell us what stage, what stage of the build are you at now? So plastering is all finished. Plastering is finished now. We have the the outside and inside done. We're just kind of letting the house settle for a while and letting it all make dry sure out. It's completely dried out. And then the next step is probably spray it, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the, the new thing now, spray it all white and then think about your colours later on. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah, then it's probably just trying to get the second fixing of yeah. the plumbing and the, the second fixing of the plumbing and the electrics, electrics in. And then, well, Thomas, we're very lucky like that because Thomas and his dad are going to make the kitchen. So I suppose we're, we've started to yeah, buy... It's kind of small little things we yeah. don't actually have to worry about. It's, you know what I mean? Obviously you have to buy the material, but you don't have to go for the expense of going into a kitchen place and spending 20, 25,000 on a kitchen where you just buy your materials and make it yourself in your own time. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We're blessed that way that I, I could do a lot of the work myself and save on that part save of the, the labour. You know well, what I mean? So all the carpentry and stuff like that is kind of not in our budget. Or we don't have to think about it in our budget, yeah. should I say. It's um, just the materials. And, you know, it's amazing when you can have that skill set. But I suppose just to give people hope who are listening in who aren't carpenters um, and maybe don't have that, just to remind people that um, there are so many there are so many um, courses available now at the moment and uh, mm. common knowledge down in County Clare. They're trying to upskill people to be able to yeah. um, build, do a, a huge amount of the build themselves and things mm. inside and really encourage people to try um, to do as much as possible and there are skills and resources there yeah. to to help you um learn so even if you're not a carpenter there are still ways yeah. for you to learn how to do parts and to be honest we'd love oh, to see yeah. we'd love to see more home builders taking control themselves you know actually physically yeah. doing some of the work and in fact as we're doing um as we're doing this interview today i'm actually sitting at a table uh, a console table that i made myself just because I started doing okay, very good. Well, just because Upside I started driven. doing building courses and and woodworking yeah. and other things a couple of years ago when I decided I want to build my own home. And to be honest, my planning delays have been much longer than yours. So I'm actually getting the opportunity to be yeah. quite handy in the woodworking yeah. side. So actually, by the time my yeah. planning comes through, yeah. I might be able to do my own kitchen as well. But um you know, but it is you'll, really important. You'll be a qualified carpenter by the time it comes around. <laughs> I might, I might just be at this stage, but it, I would encourage anybody, you know, to actually, if you're embarking on a self build, you have to be able to do a certain amount yourself. It's the only way to yeah. keep the cost mm. down, and not only that, but actually to even access to trades. Um, you know, it, it, it's so yeah. difficult. You have to be able to. Do a well, I, I have a friend house. that's building at the moment as well and they're living in a smaller house and they're building like a, a quite a large extension and for some of the work what um her her partner is doing work on someone else's house and then that person is going to come and do work on his house so they're sort of like trade and trades if that makes sense Fantastic. You know? so like there's Fantastic. no money going to change hands but you're doing that for me so i'll do the same amount of work that would cost you know in labor for you as well or whatever and maybe that's just the way to go now because 
nobody wants it's, it's, I feel like the government they don't want you to progress and every time you're trying to progress they're just knocking you down because like when we were like 25 mm. everybody that was our age now or 35 or 36 had mortgages and had houses yeah. and had the big car and they looked like they had all their life put together and now like I think out of our friend group that are all like between 30 and 35 I think two two on their own home three maybe on their own home yeah do you know yeah. what i mean and it's like it's a it's it's it, that's not okay no at 35 that people with families are still renting do you know that sort of way because there is no other option for them do you know and if you go into kilkenny for houses 350 400 000 for a house that has like you open the back oh, door and you're looking at a wall I just, I couldn't grasp it. And if I had a mortgage for that much, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I'd be, yeah. with the toss of the repayments and how long and how hard it'd have to work, I'd rather have like something a bit smaller, something more secure and just build within our means. Like we don't need to keep up with everybody else. We just need to work, do what works for us, I think. Do you know, instead well, of like keeping up the Joneses thing. You see, you're making it sound modest, but you, you, you're building a 2,000 square foot home that is going yeah. to overlook the river that has lots of glazing I mean this you're talking about a beautiful home and by the way again for anyone listening in because I'm conscious that this is audio so for anybody who's curious uh head over to Instagram to the cabin revamp and you'll be able to find Thomas and Laura's uh journey and some of the images there and in fact just before we came on to record here today I was on your Instagram and looking and the house, it's really taken shape. It looks fantastic. So there's a huge amount of work already done. Yeah, yeah, it does. I think when you're when you're sort of looking back, you feel like, oh, it's never going to end. But then you look and you think, OK, we've done this with mm. basically no help. Do you know that sort of way? Like we've done this sort of rather well. I say we, Thomas. <laughs> I've supervised. <laughs> I've supervised and given. I point out at the mistake. Uh, Laura, I don't think I don't think you can say no help if um if Thomas's dad is going to be listening into this interview. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. Yeah, but you know, as in from like banks or whatever. But yeah, no, we're very lucky because to be fair, like the two of them have. Yeah, sometimes when you're kind of sitting here and you're looking out the window and you kind of think that it's a slow month and progression isn't as far along as you'd imagine, but then you you flick through your phone and it's like a year ago from now. How far we've come. And you like. actually see the actual work that has been done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it is amazing that way where you kind of, you know what I mean? You get a sense of pride that You've done it, it. it's getting there and it's, it's, it's eventually going to be a forever home, you know? Mm. And I suppose because we're doing it so different, you know, when people are building houses, I do be laughing because people would be asking us all the time, oh, are you in the house? No, no. like we're, we're not even nearly in the house. Yeah. You know, because people forget like the paths have to be laid. You know, the bathroom has to be fitted, the tiles have done, the architecture has to be bought, and everything is like yeah. nothing is for free. Like, even a box of nails is 20 euros. Like, do you yeah. know that sort of way? So, when you have two kids and you're working, and you know, we got married and just different, like, life happens, you know, that sort of way. So, I suppose at the moment, we've got where we are now, but I think at the moment, there'll be a slight standstill because you put so much into it, I think that sometimes you're nearly forgetting to enjoy life as well. So I said, like, mm. the summer now, we try and get back on our feet, save a bit, enjoy the summer with the kids, and move move on then come September, do you know? Yeah. Start buying supplies and 
like Thomas and them, we're going to start buying like a few sheets of timber every couple of weeks. And then there'll be a bulk there so we can start doing a bit of the kitchen and, you know, that type of thing. Just figuring it all out, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, I think you guys have a fantastic attitude. So I absolutely wish you the best of luck. And I'm almost afraid to ask this question. But when do you think you'll be in the house? God. Is that, should I, I not ask? The amount of pushbacks we're after yeah. getting with kind of waiting for stuff and we were delayed nearly we were delayed six months by just waiting for an electrician and a plumber, yeah. And a plumber. We we had one and then they so were kind of we were, we're nearly a year behind, I'd say. Yeah, we're a year behind by just waiting on two suppliers. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, we're we're we were okay. <laughs> we were just yeah. waiting on other people. Do you know that sort of way as well? And it's both just trying to get a few pounds together, picking out the things that we want and just moving. But we'll hopefully by the new year, we'd now we'll be moving in. I'd say we'll have the kitchen, mm. a bathroom, and the so bedrooms there, there, done. There mightn't be any lights on or no electricity. <laughs> no, they... we, we'll be in it anyway. There'll be a tent in the sitting room. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get a gas stove in the middle of the kitchen and we'll, we'll have the Christmas dinner. It might be cold, but we'll be having the dinner in us. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. And to be honest, I, I think maybe after after you do get in there, you'll be getting requests to go help other people with their homes. Uh, but tell me, are the kids are the kids looking forward to because they must be able to see it out the window now. So are they looking yeah. forward to yeah, it? Yeah, they're in there every day and they're running around and they're, you know, anyone uh, yeah. comes over, they're like, oh, this is my room and this is my room and this is where we're going to do this. Well, yeah, it's kind and, of you know what I mean. It's an investment for them as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. We'll we we'll own it, but it'll be theirs. It'll like, be theirs. You know what? It's know? something for them. But I think that's why we started the page originally because when Daisy was small, we had done this. Or Daisy, no, sorry, which I showed when Daisy was a bit bigger. Like when we're after this, I did a little photo album of this, you know. And I think then with the house, because they were looking out the window, at yeah. so I, I just like that. I just we just did it as like nearly like a photo diary for them to look back on and. Teddy is like Thomas and his dad and he's into everything you know he's with the little pencil on his ear and he has his work belt on with his little hammer and his screwdriver so he's out like every opportunity and he's measuring walls and yeah. different things like that so like he loves it you know he's sweeping the dust from the plasterboard and all that type of washing the windows down you know so he loves that yeah, I just I think involved, to yeah. show them back you know when they like it's their memories really like it's it's for yeah. them it's their memories so that's why we sort of first started the page wasn't it and yeah. then it, i love looking at house pages obviously because i'm in the middle of building so you don't know, get in like info yeah and a pinterest and everything is like well, information and stuff. And then, you know it's like turn off your phone for five minutes <laughs> you know i i love it i will the good news is there's lots of other people are enjoying watching your build so you two get to watch other people's but but uh, we all get to watch yours and i think it's great and by the way i think you should be encouraging daisy and teddy and maybe they will be your future plumbers and electricians and everything yeah exactly that we need. so so uh definitely encourage them um to keep an interest uh, guys thank you so much for joining me today i'm uh, and genuinely well, thank, thank you, you for well i i'm so delighted to to um, share your story again it does it does feel quite emotional because I, I do think despite the difficult journey that you've had you're in a really good position and I suppose it makes me feel um, quite bad for the people I know listening in who will feel so frustrated yeah. because they still feel a million miles away from this and maybe not yeah. able to start their family and this doesn't even feel like an achievable dream for you know th that they can hold at the moment so um, it's kind of while I'm enjoying talking to you, I'm I'm genuinely thinking about the people listening in who know that this is beyond their reach. Um, and that tells yeah. me 
and and the worst thing I I feel the worst thing is that we've almost let people believe it's their fault they can't do this. Yeah, and everything. Yeah everything is stacked against them and that's yes. what I'd like to see change and the thing is the really frustrating thing is that actually the state has made massive resources available to first-time buyers but they're yes. all being directed in a way that's not where so many people want so again no. if you're from the country you can't be told yeah. oh that's it it's kind of you know what I mean when you're out in the rural areas the kind of want you moving in to the it's city the where yes. all your amenities are there Wherefore, if there's a crowd of people out here building houses on a road, they're thinking, oh, God, so now we have to bring lights out there and we have to do this. Mm-hmm. We have to do that for them. You know what I mean? It's like a, they're almost an inconvenience being out in the country nowadays to, yeah. to kind of want to forget about you. You know what I mean? And it's even when you're paying your development charges that you think to yourself, gosh, the roads or the lights or something might be done. But, not but they're, but they're not like you know what I mean. The focus on the mainstream roads and cities, and if you're out in the country, it's just like nothing. Oh, that's even, your choice, you know even our I mean? water, like we've awful troubles with our yeah. water, and um, you couldn't even drink our water yeah. now. It's so bad, like it's like yeah, it's like some days it would be literally orange, like uh, yeah. like you you couldn't you couldn't drink it. We'd have to use tap all the time, but like that. You're paying your development charge. You're paying all this stuff to the council, and still there's no help. No. There's no help for first-time builders. There was there's help for first-time buyers because you're buying government-led buildings, yeah. government-funded estates. Do you know that's all very mostly and different things. And I just feel like that. There's you, you just don't get a head start at all. No. You're constantly getting knocked back. I think. And then when you just hear everything going on in the mainstream media about money being squandered and stuff like that, you just think to yourself. What's the point? You know what I mean? Could that money not be used to help people instead of buying your flip-flops for four and a half grand? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Do you know, honestly, I, I, I genuinely do understand and agree with the huge amount of your frustration. And I think, you know, it's not even it's not even the case of being given a head start if they would just take their hand off your head. And let you move, let you grow, yeah, exactly, let you do, yeah. you know, just take some of the barriers away. I think that would almost be a good starting point. But look, anyway, we're not going yeah. to solve all of those issues today. But I'm really no, delighted, no. genuinely delighted um, to hear how well you guys are getting on now. And I look forward to watching your progress again for Thanks people listening much. in. Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, so Instagram at the, the, the underscore cabin underscore uh, revamp and you'll be able to follow Laura and Thomas's um, journey in County Kilkenny again thank you so much and best of luck to yourself and to Daisy and Teddy and hopefully we'll touch base with you again um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully as, as the build progresses so um, that was Laura and Thomas self builders from County Kilkenny again you can follow their their journey on Instagram at the cabin revamp and thanks to our show producer tonight Katie Tallon and to the production team here at Mirror Media If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of the other real estate shows and construction shows on iProperty Radio. And thank you indeed for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio.